Welcome to the Slow Living Collective podcast. I'm Amy, wife, mother of two and homemaker. Come along with me as I share my love for simple living, growing in my allotment garden, diving into what it means to be an urban homesteader and embracing life as a mother and homemaker. Hey everyone and welcome to another podcast episode here on the Slow Living Collective where today we're going to be delving into a fascinating topic that affects all of our daily lives whether we realise it or not and that is seasonal living. Now as humans we have been living in harmony with the seasons for thousands of years, thousands of years but with modern technology, modern society and our modern lifestyles we have become so disconnected from the natural world and all the rhythms of the seasons. So in this episode I want to explore the benefits of living in sync with the seasons, how we can embrace seasonal rhythms and traditions and maybe offer some tips for overcoming challenges such as a seasonal affective disorder which I know often comes up when talking about seasonal living. So let's jump into today's episode, sit back, relax and let's dive into the world of seasonal living. So living with the seasons is so important because it just allows us to connect with nature and our environment and like I said it is absolutely the most natural way of living for us and has been for thousands of years. Our bodies and minds have evolved so in tune with the rhythms of the natural world and when we live by the seasons we can better support both our physical and our mental health as well. So embracing seasonal living can help us reduce our impact on the environment because it tends to encourage us to eat more locally grown and seasonal produce. It also reduces our energy consumption because we tend to adjust our habits to the changing seasons as well. But also seasonal living can really help us create this sense of mindfulness and presence in our daily lives because we become more attuned to the cycles of nature and the world around us. So I guess before we dive into what seasonal living looks like, I want to just touch on the four seasons. Now, I know you all know what the four seasons are, but each of them have their own unique characteristics and weather patterns. Spring is so often characterised by new growth, warmer temperatures and longer days. Summer is characterised by hotter temperatures, much, much hotter temperatures, sunny days, and it tends to feel a bit more relaxed. Life is just just generally more chilled out and relaxed through the summer. Autumn can bring us cooler temperatures, the leaves change colour on the trees and we get this kind of sense of transition as nature is preparing itself for the winter months. And then there's winter. Most people don't love it but it's typically associated with colder temperatures, snow depending on where you live and obviously much shorter days which tends to bring sort of a much more darkness to winter. So each season offers its own unique opportunities for outdoor activities, food, festivities and I'm going to delve a little bit more deeper into each season and how we can sort of embrace living seasonally through it because if we understand the characteristics of each season it can really help us as individuals to be able to appreciate and embrace the changing of the seasons throughout the year. So we're going to start with spring. 
Um, spring is one of my favourites, I think, and I always feel like that hasn't always been the case. I used to love winter, but I, I don't know. As I've got older, I have really sort of moved into spring being my jam. Spring is such a time of renewal and growth, and as I grow as a person, I definitely feel that. Now the weather begins to warm up, we start to see the world around us just come back to life. You know, it's all about new beginnings. The days are starting to get longer, the sun is shining more hopefully and it just brings this sense of joy and optimism like summer is coming and we can all feel it after a long long winter. Spring is also this time of transition and we move away from this quiet and introspective energy that we have throughout the winter and into a more active and social time. Now I have noticed this more than ever this year that when spring sort of emerged my social calendar filled up far more than it had throughout the winter months and it was really interesting to just see that and see that probably a lot of the people around me whether they realize it or not live seasonally as well and that's huge we I think it's really important to note that we tend to live seasonally even if we don't realize it and we tend to sort of naturally feel this sort of um, downtime in the winter and so spring with its renewal and its growth helps us feel more social and you know sometimes we'll often feel inspired to make changes in our lives spring cleaning is obviously a thing you know we feel like we are you know able to sort of reintegrate back into the world um, and you know the season itself is associated with rebirth new beginnings it's a great time to set goals and intentions for the year ahead which is something I've spoken about in a previous episode where we tend to use the new year as this time for setting goals and new intentions but it's actually not that natural for us as humans who have actually always lived seasonally it actually doesn't feel right it's not the right time when we're in the depths of winter at the time of new year in the northern hemisphere to be making these new intentions and new goals it just doesn't feel right so for me personally something I'm trying to do is actually see spring as my new year and that's really really difficult because you know it's really sort of bred into us that new year is at you know, at New Year on the 1st of January. So that can be uh, difficult to to sort of work your head around when, you know, I've lived 38 years on this planet and that's that's the way it is. But um, yeah, it is in spring a much better time to set goals and intentions. Now summer of course comes next and summer is just the season of warmth, it's a season of abundance, you know we've got longer days, warmer temperatures and you know we're outside a lot more which boosts our mood, our energy levels, we're you know topping up on our vitamin D often after a period of sort of depleting vitamin D throughout the winter where many of us don't get enough sort of daylight and sunlight. And like I said, the warmer weather encourages us to spend more time outdoors. We are more physical. We engage in more physical activity. And summer just feels good, doesn't it? I mean, the heat can can be a lot. Now, I am not someone... I like it warm. I don't like it hot. I really, really can't stand 
intense heat and it's funny because whenever it's like you know whenever we're having a heat wave through the summer which is so common now it's uh, it's always me in our home that's like oh my gosh it's too hot I'm too hot I'm too hot I need oh we need the fan we need the air conditioning it's too much I can't bear it and my husband's like I love it I love it I love it I love it and it just shows how different we are and, and how different seasons sort of work for us as well but summer often she just offers this chance for relaxation and we tend to have time off from work to take holidays and if your children go to school or maybe even if they don't you might take summer as a period of sort of rest if you home educate some people home educate to the school year some people home educate um, year round and but it, summer can generally tend to be a time where things are more relaxed now I touched on the heat and humidity um, of summer and for many it can have negative effects uh, as nice as it is to be warm and to be in our t-shirts and shorts you know we can end up with things like being dehydrated I breastfeed my son and summer is always a time where I tend to get um, clogged duck potentially because I'm more dehydrated in the summer and you know it's just you know we can suffer from heat exhaustion sunburn so you know it's really it's summer can be difficult but it does have that overarching feeling of relaxation and rejuvenation as well now often you know we we step out of summer and into autumn and you know we if you don't love winter you know it just feels long from here on out. Um, but autumn um, might be known as fall, wherever you are listening from. But it's this sort of transitional season I always see it as. And, you know, we're moving away from sort of like the joy of summer to like the depths of winter. And, you know, we, we notice cooler temperatures. We get the last of our sort of really warm days. The days become shorter in terms of sunlight. The weather changes. And, you know, weather change and reduction in daylight hours can have a significant impact on our lives um both good and bad i mean for where i live my home gets very hot through the summer and you know almost to the point of being unbearable sometimes and autumn always feels like a bit of like a welcome relief because the cooler temperatures help us sleep better um but also you know i don't i don't love the end of summer i don't love the idea that i'm you know, looking at a long, long winter, um, and the shorter days can have effects on our mood and on our energy levels. And something I do love about the autumn, though, is just the seasonal food. There's something about the food in autumn which just makes me feel comforted, I guess. Um, you know, we've got things like pumpkins are in season, squash and apples, lots of root veg, and I always feel like I can, like in autumn, I just produce these really nourishing and really hearty meals. Just feel like I'm prepping for winter. I often, when I talk about autumn, actually, I always think because spring and summer, we spend so much of our time outside. We're always outside, barefoot, enjoying the sun, you know, dirty feet, tan skin. And when autumn comes round, I almost feel this coming inside. 
um, and that's coming inside to our home and coming inside of ourselves as we prepare for winter as well. And um, I think that's a really good sort of reflection of autumn because it's this preparation of the colder months that are going to lie ahead. Now, winter. Some people love it, some people hate it, but winter can definitely have a significant impact on our lives. It has shorter days, longer nights, colder temperatures, and for many people it is a really, really challenging season. Um, but I find winter beautiful in its own way. I definitely struggle with shorter days, less daylight. Um, I wouldn't say I have season affective disorder at all, um, but you know, I think it has its impact um, on everyone in some way and obviously there are people that that suffer a lot more if you suffer from season affective disorder and things like that um, the shorter days and longer nights can be rough the colder temperatures less you know less, less chance of being outside um, but it does have unique opportunities and a chance for unique experiences depending on where you live in the world you know winter might be a time for um, more winter sports uh, not where I live we don't really get any snow so there's no skiing here but um, yeah it, it can be um, it can be good it can be bad uh, it provides us a chance however to just slow down and just reflect and, and that's something that I really pull on in winter the darker quieter days they just encourage us to spend more time indoors um, more time reflecting, more time just slowing down, spending more time with our loved ones, doing more inside hobbies. And I think as sort of winter ends, we all become ready for this sense of renewal as we prepare for spring. And yeah, uh, the end of winter always gets me excited for that goal setting and planning. So how do we go about living with the seasons? What does living seasonally even mean? So I want to talk to you about some tips for embracing the seasons because like I said, I think we all naturally live with the seasons because that's just in our DNA. That's how we always did it for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. But I think now modern society makes us feel more disconnected from that than ever. So one of my tips for embracing the seasons and sort of living more in harmony with the seasons and living in harmony with nature is to eat seasonally. And we live in a culture where we can get anything any time from the supermarket you know we can import you know anything we can import strawberries in the dead of winter and we can you know import a watermelon in January and so we can eat all of these things because they've been imported but when you try and eat seasonally you are supporting your local agriculture um, but you're also getting the nutrition out of your food that you need. When you think about food more ancestrally, like the way we used to eat, we would eat, you know, sort of more warming and hearty things in the winter. And it provides the right nutrition for the right season. So how do you go about eating seasonally? Now, we live in a climate here in the UK where sometimes there are produce gaps. There are produce gaps from when we create our, our sort of winter sort of seasonal veg and seasonal fruits. And um, there's a bit of a gap in the springtime before sort of like the late spring and summer 
early autumn harvests kick in. So there are gaps. We can't always eat fresh, locally grown seasonal food. But as I'm going to go on and explain, there are ways that we can preserve things so that we can eat them and fill in the gaps where possible. So what are the best ways to eat seasonally? Now, if you have a local farm that has maybe a farm shop or maybe a local farmer's market, this is a great way to find out what produces in season in your area because local farmers typically only sell what is in season. So you can be sure that you are buying fresh produce then you can go on and plan your meals around seasonal produce once you know what's in season plan your meals around those ingredients for example in the summer you might have like a salad heavy meal you know centered around tomatoes and things like that like I said preserve your seasonal produce if you have a glut, if, you grow, if you're growing your own food and you have a glut, or you have access to a surplus of seasonal produce, why not preserve it for later? There are so many things you can do. You can freeze, you can can, you can dehydrate, and you can use all of these things in their off-season still. And so I am going to do, I'm going to put some links in the show notes for um, how you can do that, some books that I have sort of found really useful for preserving your harvest, whether you grow it yourself or whether you are sourcing it from you know local farms or farmers markets. And another thing is experiment with new recipes because eating seasonally really introduces you to new fruits and vegetables that maybe you haven't tried before. And that way you can experiment with new recipes to make the most out of your seasonal produce. Now, I have my own allotment, so I do, I am able to grow a lot of what we are going to eat, but it's not enough. It's not enough to sustain us permanently. So I do still use a supermarket and I also use a delivery service. I use Riverford. Um, I am very passionate about eating organic where I can. I know it's not you know it's not for everybody the cost is typically a little higher but I particularly love Riverford we've been using them for a few months and I really love the seasonal boxes that that they are able to um, provide us with now just going back to something that I experienced in sort of like May time is that with Riverford they also noted because one of the boxes that I frequently like to get um, when it comes to veg is their UK seasonal veg so that I can eat seasonally with the produce that is available right now um, and so they also had to supplement with with imported produce for a period of time not all imported produce but some and I couldn't have that UK organic seasonal produce box for a while because there is this break where you know the winter harvests are finishing up and the spring summer harvests are yet to come to fruition so you know in some climates it's not always possible to fully eat seasonally so you know Firstly, give yourself grace. Um, but secondly, you know, it, it's it's okay to still use a su supermarket. It is completely okay, you know, if you're not eating, um, you know, seasonally all the time. You know, these things are not 
it's not here to stress you out. It's just something that you can consider in your daily life and therefore, you know, you don't have to be so strict with yourself. So like I said, give yourself grace. It's not always possible in every climate to eat seasonally 100% of the time. Even if, you know, like I said, had a glut last year and you were able to preserve a lot of your produce, you know, it's unlikely for most people that we are able to sustain ourselves and our families solely on seasonal produce and solely on produce that we have grown ourselves. So also another good tip for eating seasonally is to learn what grows in your area because once you understand what grows well in your area then you are able to make better choices when you're shopping for produce but also if you're growing your own this might be helpful as well and um, so then you can research what is in season in your region and then plan your meals accordingly now you know you may be listening to this from germany and you may have a very very different outlook of seasonal produce than i do here i just live north of london in the uk so it's going to look different everywhere maybe you you know you live in a much warmer climate maybe you're in spain or maybe you're in australia it's going to look different for all of us so understanding what grows in your area is really going to help you make better choices if you want to eat more seasonally So when it comes to seasonal living, another good thing about living more with the seasons is about just embracing the changes that come with each season and then aligning our lifestyles and you know everything with those seasons and the rhythms of nature. And so participating in different seasonal activities can be a really essential part of this lifestyle because it helps us connect with the natural world and just appreciate the beauty of each season. So, you know, in the spring, we can engage in activities such as gardening and planting new seeds, spending more time in nature, observing the blooming of flowers and trees. Then in summer, you know, we can do more things outside, um, swimming, maybe hiking, maybe we're taking picnics, just taking advantage of the warmer weather and the longer daylight hours. And in the autumn, you know, lots of people love to visit pumpkin patches or go picking apples or look at the changing leaves on the trees. And while it's a time for prepping for the winter months, it's a time of such beauty. I think autumn is one of the most beautiful seasons we have. And then in the winter, we can enjoy seasonal activities, depending on where we are. That might look like skiing or it might look like ice skating. It doesn't look like that here, but it might look like that where you're from. And you can spend more time taking advantage of cozy indoor activities like reading and baking and just spending time with your loved ones. Just, just by participating in these activities, I feel like we're able to fully appreciate each unique quality of the season and you know it just creates this sort of wonderful blend between our modern lives and our ancestral lives really because like I keep saying this is how we how we've always lived and I feel like we are still so connected to that but it's not always easy to to know that we're connected to that if that makes sense. Um, so something we love to do while living seasonally is to create seasonal rhythms and that is just sort of like, like it just gets a way of living differently in the seasons and by creating these seasonal rhythms and maybe traditions in your home you can create this sense of 
joy and connection to the natural world. So we we love to live seasonally. It's so important to us. Um, but my biggest tip is to just start small. You don't have to embrace everything all in one go. And I actually think this is like the theme of my entire podcast is don't get overwhelmed. Start where you're at. Start small. Start with one thing. And, you know, pick an activity or a tradition that you and your family really enjoy and just incorporate them into your routine. That might look like going pumpkin picking every year. It might look like, you know, sowing seeds in the spring. Um, it, It can look like anything, whatever works for your family. And something we do is you know, follow the wheel of the year and the seasonal calendar. We celebrate the solstices, the equinoxes and other seasonal events on the calendar and we plan activities or traditions around them. And we try and involve our family and friends in the way we live and get others involved in participating in these seasonal traditions. And not just that, but building connections with other people who like to live the way we do because it builds fantastic connection. And also, like I said, don't get overwhelmed, be flexible and allow these rhythms and traditions to just evolve and change because your interests and circumstances are changing all the time and what works today might not work a year from now. And just give yourself grace and just embrace the imperfection. Seasonal living is, it's about enjoying the natural rhythms of the world around us and it's not about perfection. So experiment and have fun and just find those seasonal activities and traditions that work for you and for your family. Look, living with the seasons is, it can really just be wonderful and it has so many benefits for our physical, emotional and mental well-being. One of the primary benefits of seasonal living is that it connects us to the natural world which is how we always used to live and just helps us develop this greater appreciation of the changing seasons and ultimately this can lead to such a deeper sense of meaning and purpose in our own lives it can help us eat this more diverse and nutrient dense diet that you know we're consuming foods that are in season, that are locally grown and are providing us the right nutrition at the right time of year when we need it. Seasonal living just helps us cultivate this sense of mindfulness and presence and we become more attuned to the rhythms of nature and our own inner rhythms. And also just participating in seasonal activities and tradition can help us build these strong connection with communities and yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of fun and it's a lot of, it just feels so natural and that's something that I really appreciate about seasonal living. Listen, I'm not saying living seasonally is perfect and I'm not saying that each season is perfect and it is to be put up on this high pedestal because it can be difficult. There are difficulties in in most seasons. I feel my most difficulties in the summer with the heat. Like I said, I just don't love it. it if it gets above about 23, 24, I'm out. I am out and so you know when we're experiencing summers where the temperature is reaching some periods of time you know well into the 30s it's it's a lot and you know 
Uh, I know you might be listening and thinking 30 degrees like that's nothing where I live but you know we're all acclimatized to our own environments. I live just north of London you know 30 30 to 40 degrees is sometimes what we can experience in a, a period of a heat wave and you know it, that's becoming more frequent with climate change and it's just you know it's a lot it is a lot and I don't particularly enjoy the heat and so I have to make allowances for that but for many people winter is a time that comes with a lot of challenges you know people experiencing seasonal affective disorder um, and that can be really really uh, difficult for people so how can you overcome challenges such as seasonal affective disorder and stay connected to nature and the seasons when you feel so rubbish at that time of year so some good things to do if you do experience seasonal affective disorder is light therapy. You can invest in light therapy lamp. They, they just mimic the sort of natural sunlight and can help improve your mood and energy levels. Spending time outdoors when you can, even in those colder months, um, can help you connect to nature. And if you keep a seasonal journal, that can help you document changes you observe, not just in nature, but in yourself. Um, but also, you know, there are difficulties, like I said, in all seasons. So if you sort of embrace like what we've spoken about, eating more seasonally, that has benefits to your health as well. And it helps you stay connected to the rhythms of nature, as, as does celebrating seasonal holidays, rhythms, traditions, etc. Um, and hopefully, it, it, it's not a cure to these things, but, you know, hopefully by implementing some of these things, you can feel slightly better about some of the seasonal challenges and where possible, just embrace the beauty and rhythms of nature throughout the year. Living in harmony with nature and embracing the seasons can be a beautiful way to connect with the world around us because by acknowledging and respecting the natural rhythms of the earth, we can gain a deeper appreciation for the changing seasons and all of the gifts they bring to us. So it might take some effort and adjustment and like I keep saying, like I feel like whether we realise it or not, we all to some extent live a little seasonally, but once you sort of embrace that a bit more, you are able to, you know, have sort of like that deeper appreciation and connection. So it might take a little bit of adjustment, but there are so many benefits to living with the seasons. It's going to help your physical and mental health. It's going to build a stronger connection to the natural world and the outdoors. And it's going to bring you just the opportunity to create different traditions and different rhythms, you know, in your life, in your home. So why not give it a try? Just see how it goes, because I think you'll find that there is such beauty in observing the seasons where you are at and also observing the beauty of the changing seasons. That's something I don't think we talk about enough. We, you know, we're very clearly defined with this spring, summer, autumn, winter. But at the, the end of one and the beginning of another, we're, we're in this sort of this period of just change and it's beautiful to see one season transition into the other so try some of the things we've discussed in this episode like I said it is completely up to you how seasonal living looks for you give yourself grace and certainly don't use it as something else to get stressed about in this life seasonal living is wonderful the possibilities are endless and the rewards I promise you are absolutely truly worth it 
So that's a wrap for today's episode all about seasonal living. I really hope that it's helped you gain some sort of valuable insights and tips on how you can embrace and live in harmony with the seasons. Listen, remember, seasonal living is not just good for our physical and mental health, but also the environment too. By living with the seasons, we can cultivate this deeper connection with nature and create these meaningful traditions that really do enrich our lives. So let's embrace those changing seasons and enjoy all the beauty and wonder that they have to offer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on seasonal living. I hope you found it informative and inspiring. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lifeonplot44. You can find me over on my slow living community on Substack, which is the slowlivingcollective.substack.com. Or as usual, you can find me on the blog, theslowlivingcollective.com. Head to either Substack or theslowlivingcollective.com and you can find the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps others discover the show and I really appreciate your support. Thanks again for tuning in and I will catch you all in the next episode.